Hi everybody, welcome back. We are uh, Yerushalmi Brachos Duff Gimel and the Ozavahada print. And this is, we're going to talk about Lobada and Truma Sun and Truma So, which we have today. But first, let me go through a quick idea on the Yerushalmi itself. Um, every day, I'm going to try to present something interesting about the Yerushalmi, about learning Yerushalmi, historical and halachic and other backgrounds that are important to know. Um, and then something on the page itself. Um, the Tosefta is a formation of many of the Bryces that we said. And again, the more you learn the Tosefta, the better. And it's something that is really, really important to go through. If you want to look at Tosefta, you could take a look at the back of, of Vilna Shas. There's, at the end of every Masefta, there's Tosefta. There's actually, I believe, only four Maseftas that don't have Tosefta on it. But we'll talk about that at a different time. Um, but it's, it usually follows the Mishnayas. And those Bryces are very frequently quoted in the Gemara itself, under Tanya, um, usually. And in the Yerushalmi all the time, there's a certain reliance that you know the Tosefta. And the more you know it, the better. Obviously, the more you know the Mishnayis as well, the more you'll understand the Tosefta. Um, and the um, Medrash Rabbah, which, again, as I mentioned, um, was probably written or at least compiled by Rav Yochanan, is, of course, uh, where much of the Agadita of the Yerushalmi comes from. Rav Yochanan was very, very prolific in many of the things that he wrote. Not for now, for a different time. There's a Gra, which is quoted in Mishnah Sagra. It's located in a few places, but he brings it all together at the beginning of Mishnah's uh, regular Yochanan Boas print. So he says that Rev Yochanan wrote the Medrash Rabbah. By the way, there is an opinion in, in Sefer Yuchsin that says that it was Rev Oshia. There probably was some influence by both either way. But anyway, he writes that Rev Yochanan wrote Yerushalmi. It was very brief, like we mentioned, Lush and Kalila. Um, and he assumes that you already know the Tosefta um, and are keeping that in mind. He also says that the Erech, the value of the Midrashim, compared to Medrash Rabbah, the Medrash Rabbah is the um, pinnacle of, of Midrashim, so to speak. Um, it's like the, the value of Tosefta and Brysos compared to the Mishnah, that like the Mishnah is the final word, so to speak. So just think about that. I heard from Rav Tzainvert Zatzal um, that he one time said, I forgot who he was quoting, but Lukubalim, that um, the Arizal was Megala, the Sotos of the Zohar. And those who understand it, that's to them tremendous knowledge. Um, but the Sotos of Medrash Rabbah have not been uh, Nisgala yet, and we'll have to wait till Mashiach for that to be expressed. Uh, my understanding of that is that obviously there's a lot of esoteric hints to the Madrashim. You learn through Madrashim beginning of Brashas, you'll see what came first, the Shemayim and Arts. Obviously, there's very, very lofty things being discussed there, but there's tremendous Mashalim there um, that are just really, really powerful. And we'll come across a lot of um, stuff in the Yerushalmi where it'll just quote kind of a, um, a story, and usually the source where it's missing or the details that are not fully extrapolated are found in Medrash Rabbah, which is why you'll find a lot of overlap between the Mepharshim in the Medrash Rabbah, like the Yafei Torah and others that'll quote a lot from Yerushalmi because they're filling in Yafei Torah, Nim Makamachad, Makamacher. All right, let's get to our page. So I'm going to talk about two specific things today. On Daf, um, Gimel, and Bez, the Gemara is talking about um, what Banish Mashos is. It's a big Mahlogos, what it is, when it is. So uh, one opinion, I'm not going to go through who, what, where, but it basically just says that a man stands at the top of Harakarmel. He's a coin that's Tameh, and he goes down the mountain, and um, the Yord Vitovli and he goes down, he goes to the mikvah, B'yam HaGadol, in the Mediterranean Sea, which is at the base of this mountain, and then he comes back up, V'ochel B'truma So. And look at that expression. He um, eats his truma, his truma. We'll get to that in a second. And uh, you could assume that he made it to the mikvah in time, and etc. That's, that's what the Gemara says. But then it says, um, the Gemara clarifies that that's only if he went through the shortcut. Apparently, this is a well-known shortcut. Um, but if he didn't, um, and he went by way of the highway, of the regular roads, then lo bida or Lobada. Okay, so let's talk about that word. So this is a Yerushalmi word that comes up all the time. The simple translation of the word Lobada is you always take this Dalit and turn it into a Zion. So it's Lobazet. And that's what the Haredim says. And that's what a lot of the Mepharshim say, uh, the Pnei Moshe as well. They both say clearly Lobazet. 
Very simple. That's what the word means. If you rely on that, you're going to understand it. If you look at the Rosh Cirillo, he seems to have a different way of translating it. He says, Lo Amrinan, we don't say. So he's translating it as Dibor. Now, I always thought that it had something to do with the word um, Badoi, which means liar. But I couldn't I couldn't figure out how that would make sense um, because Lo Bada is, it is not, it is not not true. It means to say it's not true. It doesn't apply. But suffice it to say, if, if you go with a simple translation of lo not with this, um, you're going to be in safe hands. Now, I want to talk about truma so, his truma. Why is there a possessiveness? Now, if you look back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah itself says, Mishasha son. So why does it say their truma? There's, again, this possessiveness. So this is actually with Slach's kasha in, in uh, Bavli. And she has just said, Lechol betruma, the Kohanim eat truma. So um, why does it say truma son? So what Slach says, that normally um, the halacha is that a person is not allowed to eat anything until they say kriyashma, shalshachers, or arvis. Now let's eat at night once it gets dark. So he says, but in this case, since the truma um, is their specific mitzvah, it belongs to them, so to speak, to kuna. So therefore, the kohanim are allowed to actually eat. And that's why it says truma's son. It's their truma. So it's stressing that that um, at this time when they eat is when you could say Shema. Otherwise, it sounds weird if they're saying, if you're if they're eating then, then what about their Shema? The Tarot says that they're actually allowed to eat before Shema. It's their mitzvah. The Ben Yoyada, the Ben Ishchai, who hopefully we'll talk about a lot, he actually asks, he brings down with Slach, but then he says, what's the shot? Why are you allowed to eat it? So he gives a few different answers. He says that any mitzvah, the more specific it is to given to that specific person and to fewer people, is more chaviv. Think about Pidyon Ben. It's very few people that could do it. Pidyon Petach Hamar. There's a certain simcha that it's only for that people. So therefore, we're not afraid that he, that since it's so dear, um, we allow him to eat it early. And um, before they say Shema, we're not afraid they're going to forget Shema either, which is obviously a mitzvah for everybody. Um, and so since it's, it's, by the way, you could also say that Kohanim was reason and they're more careful. And that's why. But again, the Truma son, there's a certain possessiveness there. Um, the Gra in Imre Noam says that this is totally wrong. Uh, he says, actually, the Kohanim are not allowed to eat beforehand. Um, and the Marsha says the exact same thing, that they're not allowed to eat it. And that's not what it means. It just means at that time, and they waited and they said Shema first. But the question is, so then why does it say Truma's son, then, and that, according to them? So Matos um, Yantav tries to give two different answers. You can take a look there. I'll say over them quickly, although there's a lot to be, be expressed here. He says that um, that there's a Gemara later in Brachus that says, the Bavli says, that... Um, one of the Zmanim brought down is that the time pitan to eat their bread. What does that mean? The Gemara was talking about the fact that they didn't have to that 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 time period didn't get delayed because there it was all ready to be eaten. So Truma's son means that there was no delay because they're ready to eat it right away, and there's a mitzvah to eat it right away. Okay, so that's why Truma's son is said. Or he says another shot is that it's going on the pasuk. The pasuk describes Truma as kilach mohem. It's his, and this is where I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, Okay, the the grot brought down in Pinyin Meshulchan Agrot in the Tavshin Samaches Madura, page Shinvav. So he says that Davar Nifla, that's amazing. He says that the word Truma um, comes from a contraction, based on the Rambam, of Tre Mimea. It's two out of a hundred. That's the shear that Chazal bring down that the Benini, the average person, gives about one fiftieth. That's what Truma is. Now, one second. Tre Mimea is two out of a hundred, which I get mathematically. Two out of a hundred is the same thing as one out of fifty. But then why are you saying that? Why are you saying two out of a hundred? Just say, just say one out of fifty. Why? But but truma son is tre me mea. Okay, one second. Sorry, truma. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Truma is tre me mea. Okay, we'll come back to that in a second. So the the says the gra. The first pasuk of Shema and Baruch Shem has forty nine letters. So where's the fifty? The, what's the fiftieth thing? 
The 50th thing is the kavana that you have when you say Shema, that you're Mechabal Omach HaShemayim and you're connecting to Hashem. So therefore, that's the one out of 50, one fiftieth of Truma, that is, that when you say Shema, it's good to be Mechabal Omach HaShemayim, Shema Yisrael HaShem HaGan HaShem HaGad, Parashen Hosein right? But then the, the Iker thing, the one fiftieth, the Truma La Hashem, is, is your kavana that you have, okay? Um, which is an which is an amazing thing, and the kavana is to be moser nefesh. Take a look at the Derech Hashem Chelik Dalad, Parak Dalad. You'll see he says this exact same thing again, a contemporary of the Gra and someone the Gra respected uh, about the being moser nefesh when you say Shema. Okay, so why is it Trey Mimea? Why two out of a hundred and not one fiftieth? So it's because we say Shema twice. So there's two times during the day that you do it. So um, so that that that's the pshat. So Truma Son says the Gra is. Trumas Nun. It's the Truma of Nun, which is the highest level, the 50th, the Kavana that you're giving to Hashem. So that, maybe the Rasha would say like that, because he holds that you can't eat ahead of time, and the Grah himself also says you can't eat ahead of time. Um, the Ben Yada brings down one last thing, which is very fascinating. Kim Torah Hashem Chepzo. He wants to learn Hashem's Torah, Pasuk and Tehillim, Perak Aleph. Torah Yege Yom Valayla. Torah Hashem is Torah Shvachsav, and Torah So, what's your Torah? It's Torah Shvachsav, that's the Amul that you put in. So that's true, my son, it belongs to you. That's your mitzvah, it belongs to you. And that's how we learn Torah, we make it ours. So that could be the shot on our page also. It's true, my so, that's be his. And that mitzvah is something that he's very, very excited about. We should all be Zohar to make Torah ours and to connect to the Torah.